0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Well, we're a couple weeks away from Christmas, and uh, over the years, the Christmas tradition uh, has become a worldwide phenomenon. For 2,000 years, over 2,000 years, There has been this combination of both secular and sacred. Ulysses S. Grant in 1870 was president when four holidays were approved by Congress. They became federal holidays. It was Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, New Year's Day, and Christmas. It became a federal holiday. People were going to take off work. Since that time, we've seen the rise of commercialism, Festivities, holiday characters, and while these moments can be fun, as believers, we got to be very careful that the best part of Christmas isn't missing from our celebration. like like, Because we can get wrapped up in all that's happening, and my assignment today is the missing piece. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 says this, Therefore the Lord will Lord himself will give you a sign. Everybody say sign. God is going to give us a sign. Okay? We're talking about Old Testament. Behold a virgin will conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Uh, Isaiah 9 chapter 6 says, "For unto us a child is Come on, everybody say born. And to us, a son is, everybody say, given. And the government will be on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, come on, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so if you want a little bit more context, I would encourage you, Isaiah is prophesying. And he's prophesying because God's people are rebelling. And Isaiah 7, 8, 9, to all the way to 12, it begin, we get different facets and moments of prophecy where he is talking about the coming Messiah. In, passage, in the passage we just read, Isaiah 9, it's a carryover from Isaiah 8. The northern kingdoms of Israel no longer enjoyed their humble stream in the waters of Shiloh so in the city of Jerusalem there was a stream it wasn't huge or vast and if you think about it Jerusalem wasn't really in a port city so they often thought if we were ever attacked and people cut off water it would be an issue so the northern kings began to get form alliances and partnerships with worldly kings. So that they could have access to water and access to other resources. And God was like, actually, in Psalms, it talks about that as long as the waters and the streams of Shiloh are moving, God is present. And so it was this, it was a symbol of God's active involvement, listen, in their society and they were rejecting him instead they wanted to partner with someone else other kings for help and god is speaking through the prophet isaiah that judgment is coming that the assyrian king is going to bring his army and this is all in isaiah 8 and he's going to be like a mighty stream and he's going to run over the banks and he's going to stop at the neck and why because people had forgotten god that they, they chose to to believe that there was another way another resource come on another way to provide for them and here's the deal god is telling them that you are falling for what is false you are falling for what is false and and i love god because the children of Israel were still in covenant. So it was like the evil is not going to totally overtake you, but I'm going to let it come right up to your neck. See, they were given land and freedom and vision and provision, but they gravitated to what was false. The end of Isaiah tells about the darkness that is about to come. And later we come to find out that there are five, 400 silent years. From the end of the, the, the Old Testament to the beginning of the New. Now, now, to put that in context, so Isaiah's writing, it's like 600 years from the birth of Jesus. But just to put it in context, text, America, America is 246 years old. So I, I just, you know, sometimes when you pull out numbers and you're like, oh, 400, oh yeah, that's a lot. So the history of America... His two hundred and forty-six years, God wasn't speaking for four hundred. He was silent, and so there was darkness over Israel until the heavens declared and the angels opened up and said, "Yo, guess what? I'm back." <laughs> okay, so so the, his arrival is actually. Huge. Isaiah, Isaiah tells about the arrival of the Messiah, the only one who will bring peace. This verse tells us that a child is going to be born to save people from their sins, and a son is going to be given because God's mercy never runs out. The beloved Son of God would redeem all mankind. And this is a huge the- theological thing that we have to understand or the Christmas tradition will jumble what we're really celebrating and and I want to, to, to talk about this I remember when my kids were young and we would play the game what's missing and they would bring me an object and I would tell them to close their eyes and I would hide it and they would try to find it and uh And they would look for the object and they would hide it and I would tell them, you're hot or you're cold. Come on, anybody play that game? You're getting warmer, you're getting colder, and and it was all based on the proximity of the hidden object. It's important for us that the real reason for this celebration, that in our faith we don't become cold. That we've seen over and over again that there's a thirst and a search for peace, and yet Despite how hard we try to pursue it, it's absent. And this is sobering for all of us because peace doesn't come because of how much money you have. Peace doesn't come because of your health. Peace doesn't come because you solve problems. Peace isn't given to those who are cheerful and nice. Peace is a person. Peace is Jesus. Don't miss the sign, come on, of the season it isn't Santa who's coming to town it's Emmanuel come on who is with us God is with us and that's important that's important so today I want to give you three important truths about the arrival of Jesus three important truths about the arrival of Jesus the first is this what was missing is now available anybody ever goes shopping uh, and you're trying to find the one object, gift, that it seems like everybody wants. I'm old enough now. I'm 47. Okay? And I have been through a few fads. I've been through a few fads, a few moments. And so, come on, stay with me. Listen, the, the Cabbage Patch doll. It got crazy, y'all. Back in the day, y'all don't know. Google it. It, it got crazy. Um, when Game Boys came out, it was crazy. Mad rush. Elmo changed the game. I'm just telling you. The Elmo fad was real. Um, Nintendo Wii. Nintendo Wii was, was like, that was a big deal. Like, you couldn't get one for weeks. But I think the one that was the most crazy for me was probably the latest one. Uh, 2017 Fidget Spinners. I'm like... My kids are like, Dad, this is the most awesome thing ever, ever. I'm like, what does it do? It spins. It spins. Okay, like I'm thinking like we're close to like robots. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking we're close to AI. I'm, cl- I'm thinking it's 2017 people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're on to the next level. No, it spins. What does it do after It spins. It just spins for a long time. But it's so awesome because you can do this. And I'm like, but you're doing nothing. But I look cool doing it. Yeah, we got to get those. And so if you were late to the game on fidget spinners, you couldn't get any. You know what I'm saying? Now they're in every gas station. People are like holding on. You know what I'm saying? But but before, they they, they were only like in toy stores. And so, you know what? If we, I I think we tried to get one and we couldn't get one. And our kids were like, went back to school. Everybody had a future spinner. But this guy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Their parents love them more. I don't know what to tell you. I, uh, I, we missed it. My bad. But But it's amazing how... You can search and search for some of these items, and in no way am I comparing Jesus to a toy, but, but I think the idea is that we can look and look for things, and sometimes we feel limited, limited by actually receiving what we want. The birth of Jesus was a sign. Come on, some of y'all just thought, ace of base right there. I saw the, oh, come on. Uh, some, of y'all, I, you know, I, some of y'all, I heard you actually sing like that for real, and um, now I know why you're not on the worship team. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, it's cool, it's cool. It's not, not everybody has talents. I, I'm one of those. All right. Listen, the birth of Jesus was a sign from heaven that God fulfills his promises. In other words, there are no more limitations of who can be saved and who can't. So this is huge because unless you were born, come on, a Jew, unless you strictly adhered to the, co- to, to the covenant, to the Ten Commandments, there would have been no room for you because we're all Gentiles. And now there is no longer a missing piece, come on, in our life that it is open to all of us what I'm trying to tell you is that Jesus arrival began to change the game he removed the limitations the Old Testament God gave standards on how to live the law was not given to save Israel from sin but to reveal their sin That's that's why the law was given many tried to obey the Ten Commandments in their own strength but God could see past that and they could see the God could see the motives of their heart so he set up a system of sacrifice certain animals without blemish provided temporary coverings of sin in a foreshadow of the sacrifice that Jesus would be why is this important? It sounds like History Channel, but if you don't understand it, then you'll never really understand what Easter's about, and you'll not understand why Jesus had to die on a cross. Okay? God set up a sacrifice, a sacrificial system to temporarily cover His people from sin. God cares a lot about sin, God still cares a lot. Come on, somebody about sin. Look at Leviticus chapter 4, 27 and 28. If any one of the common people sin unintentionally in doing any one of the things that by the Lord's commandment ought not to be done. In other words, you, you may know you're wrong, but if you don't know you're wrong, like you, you mess up and you didn't even know it, look at this, and realizes his guilt later or the sin which he has committed Is made known to him. In other words, someone tells you, he shall bring an offering of a goat, a female without blemish for his sins which he has committed. Here is the concept. We all have sinned, Romans tells us, and we've all fallen short. Come on, listen, of the glory of God. I don't care what culture tells you, you're not, listen to this, good enough. But you are valuable and that's a hard thing to 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 rationalize I was born with value I have intrinsic value no one is better than me but I am a sinner and what is in me is not good and it has to be covered and because of that There was always this missing piece in my life that I am trying to remember. Come on, in the 80s we talked about there's a hole in your heart and it can only be filled by Jesus. And and the idea was that we try to come up with what will bring peace in our life. But it's only Jesus. Jesus wasn't just saving a nation of Jewish people. He was born to bring peace, come on, to the world. Jesus came as the fulfillment of the law and the ultimate sacrifice. Without the arrival and death of Jesus on a cross, salvation would have never been possible for any of us. The divide of sin separates us from knowing and having a relationship with the Father. See, here's what I want to challenge us is... The tradition of Christmas has made words like love, hope, peace, goodwill to men. Sounds good. But we're going to talk about this in just a second, that it's it's fake. It, 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 it's pleasantries with no depth. See, Jesus becoming the Prince of Peace, peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is not the absence of confidence. In fact, when Katie and I are going to bring peace into our marriage, that means we're about to get very clear on a lot of things. So peace does not happen before clarity. Does this make sense? Jesus made it clear. Jesus' birth wasn't cute. Oh, little baby Jesus. Baby Jesus in a manger. I just like, hold him. Okay? his arrival communicated how desperate mankind was to feel the longing in their soul. Jesus was born and given. He stepped into con- the conflict of rebellion. So here's the thing, we all experience, project, deal with rebellion. All in the Old Testament, God wanted to handle rebellion. Many times in the Old Testament, God called his people stiff-necked. You guys think you're right, but you're not right. He, Jesus came to deal with rebellion. The Bible teaches us that there should be no place for rebellion in our heart rebellion means I am choosing what is true for me but not submitting to what God has it is just like Israel choosing to partner with other kings thinking that protection for them was found in something earthly while God was providing come on everything they needed that's why the Bible teaches us That there should be no place for rebellion. Come on, parents. That's why the Bible encourages parents to drive out rebellion in the heart of their child. Let me talk real quick. Parents, we just very quickly, we can come under the philosophy of the world that sounds good, that gets applauses, but it doesn't. And you won't know it doesn't work until your kids are 20. Come on. Stop trying to convince your three-year-old to obey you and move them immediately into obedience. Because the Bible begins to tell us in Proverbs 13, 24, Whoever spares the rod, come, l- l- listen, hates his son, but he l- But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about that God has a way of driving rebellion from hearts and here's the thing is the same thing with us That's why you want to go to a church that the teaching and the preaching has a little bit of fire of the Holy Ghost in it because there should be some conviction because it needs to drive rebellion from your life nobody's spanking you anymore but there should be this conversation with the Lord where you know what I don't need to act that way I don't need to take my ball and go home every time I'm unheard I don't need to act I don't need to oh oh oh, yeah that was mine why does God want to drive out rebellion not because he's a wicked evil taskmaster that longs to uncover and abuse people he wants you to be at peace where rebellion is there is no peace He doesn't want discord sown in your heart or your soul. That's why we drive it from our kids. We drive it from our own lives. We drive it from churches. We drive that out because it will produce no good thing. Come on. Because the truth of the matter is, when our kids are rebellious, when we are rebellious, people don't like being around us. And I'm just telling you, you may have the cutest little bundle of joy, but his comments, tones, her comments, her tones, her whatever, is going to change how people perceive them. And the same thing is with us. Is this true? When we're rebellious and we are not teachable and your boss brings you in and says, hey, I want to talk about your performance. Let's talk about this, this, and this. And all of a sudden, we're like, I'm going to tell you. I'm sorry I was bringing you in to help you now you've turned this into drama now we're fighting so really I'm gonna go ahead and appease you but I can't wait to remove you and I'm already thinking about it come on is this true okay the arrival of Jesus changes everything disobedience steals Peace. As adults, natural consequences happen to help us drive out rebellion and humble our lives. See, listen, listen. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. That's just reality. You know what I mean? And we, and we hear stuff all the time from heartaches. People just doing life, nothing wrong, and something terrible happens, or they get a report, or whatever. And that, and that happens. And that's why, as a church, we come together and we pray. But then there are sometimes when. We all put on the face, and we can say the amen, and that's good, and, and we don't really know what's going on behind. So, so, so there's the front stage that looks pretty, and then there's behind this stage that I'm glad you don't see. And so I'm talking about behind this stage, the part that maybe nobody sees, see Natural consequences will either cause us to be prideful and arrogant or they will cause us to humble ourselves. But Jesus was the one to replace the missing piece in our life. This means that a relationship with God doesn't have to be missing in your life. The arrival of Jesus means God provided an answer for my sin, come on, and your sin. Jesus is the answer, come on, to the missing peace. Limitations have been removed. You no longer have to hunt for the missing piece. The arrival of Jesus moves you into position to receive the greatest gift in the world, an invitation to become a son and daughter and be in the family, come on, of God. That means you can live accepted and not rejected. Come on, give him some praise. Here's the second thought, is that what is fake isn't as good as what is real. Right. Come on, y'all. You know what I'm talking about, right? I remember when I was young, I thought ramen noodles were good. Come on, how many y'all, y'all with me? <laughs> then, then my wife is like, you sure you want that? I can cook something. And I'm like, girl, you can't cook better than this ramen. <laughs> She was like, well, well, let me try. Here, try. It. Oh, my. Ramen who? I didn't even know how much fake stuff I was consuming till I met my wife. I can honestly tell you that um, my whole life I never read the ingredients on anything. I was like, if it tastes good, it's nectar from heaven. I quickly learned things like MSG, and I'm like, is that what makes it taste better? She's like, no, that's what kills you. (laughs) Okay? Listen, we are all looking for peace. Like Israel, we can settle for fake peace. When we think about the tradition of Christmas, there's a lot of fake. There's a lot of fake Now, don't get me wrong. I love the fun. I love the songs. I love to eat the snacks and give the presents. But if we're not careful, we'll fall for the fake and miss the real. Listen, we don't want to be more excited about Santa, elves, reindeer, and Frosty than Jesus. I'm not suggesting that you you do away with all of the characters, but I am saying that what is fake is never as good as what is real. The world loves the idea of peace, but it's fake. Think about this. We, we toy with the idea of peace and that, ma'am, there would be more peace if people were more educated. And all people need is to learn just a little bit more. We lie to ourselves believing that if people just had a little bit more information and understanding that there would be more peace. And I, I remember in seventh grade, I went to school in Texas, and it was Red Ribbon Week. I just slow down on that because it's going to, just say like that five times fast. All right, remember me. And I remember watching a video in the seventh grade and they did this video of someone who had throat cancer that had been smoking forever and we're sitting over there and he had, you know, one of those little and he had to talk through the voice box and we're looking at each other and we're like, never. Like, this was like a deep moment for all of us. We were like, we're never going to be voice box people. You know, like blood covenants. About five, six years, driving up to my school, there's a corner, smoker's corner. And I'm looking, Jim, (laughs) Eric, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, oh oh my... Four of the guys were like over there, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "It's coming for you. I know it." We had the education, we had the information. How many of us have seen people die by texting? You know, like the video, texting and driving, and yet. I, Just scroll a little bit. The idea is that information and education sounds good, but it ultimately doesn't change your life. See, education never produces peace. There have been over 11,000 battles in the last 4,500 years. When we look at culture in between the political parties, I just heard about a bar in Virginia, Virginia that would not serve food to Christians not to mention the exportation of sex fantasy gender our society tells us that well, there would be peace if all of us could live our own way and and we could do whatever we feel is right then we would really have peace <laughs> but what happens when what you want to do is drive on the sidewalk and what I want to do is walk with my family well now we have conflict Come on, you hear what I'm saying? See, so we change laws, we vote, we, we, we support causes, we right wrongs, we promote fairness. All so that we can have a little bit more peace, and yet peace never comes. We purchase insurance, write budgets, eat healthy. Some of us eat healthy. Okay, you may eat healthy. We work out, but peace doesn't come we get trapped making decisions on fake peace. See, here's the thing, and I'm not suggesting that we should not be in politics or that we should not lend our voice to that. I think that you should. I think you should be informed, and we are a church that's going to be informed. But what I am telling you is the reason the arrival of Jesus is so life-changing is because he offers you what you cannot get. Anywhere else. Peace. People use peace to play the religious game. Oh, well, you know, I just didn't feel a peace about it. Oh, I just didn't feel a peace. Anybody ever say I just didn't feel a peace about it? But when you start investigating it, it sounds more like an excuse. So you stopped the commitment because it was challenging or hard? Or worse you ended a friendship or a marriage rather than working on your own brokenness I disengaged from people and I was gonna be involved and I was gonna do but people have problems and I'm just that's way too much for me I just I'm feeling I'm feeling their aura and I don't want I don't want that aura and I'm just like I just need to back off I need some space And so we think that leaving relationships helps us, but yet we're in the house alone. Feeling abandoned, unknown. So we think we're having peace by removing from people's struggle, but then we're alone in ours with no relationship. We can, listen, allow social pressure to cause us to bend rather than to live differently thinking that if, if, if we just go along, peace will come. But peace never comes. And what it actually does is it steals an opportunity for us in our life. See, what I'm trying to tell you is we, we never want to fall for the fake, and what is fake is never satisfying. John chapter 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you do not let your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid what I am telling you is peace doesn't mean a blanket of softness that causes you to live this life not walking through trials or tribulation what I am telling you is there can be an active presence of the Lord in you where you walk through hard and you're not afraid I'm not afraid of what my boss would say. I'm not afraid of what my friend I'm not afraid of, and most people live afraid of the unintentional consequences that they do not know. But the arrival of Jesus changes this. See, Jesus' peace isn't a pseudo-peace. It's a possession of peace. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, listen, so that the issues in your heart could be overcome. Here's the third one. Are you with me? Here's the third. What makes the difference is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. What makes the difference is the Prince of Peace. Our hope is that this Christmas you would pause to have an encounter with the Prince of Peace. The arrival of Jesus brings the power to overcome trials in this world. Those who choose to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says, will be grafted into the vine of Abraham. We get to be in the covenant of Abraham. That's why the promise for Abraham is that your seed is going to impact the world. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to feel that aching, aching feeling that something is always missing in your life. See, you're grafted into the vine and you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is the prince of peace because he acts under the authority of his father. Why wasn't he the king of peace? Because even in this context, and God is, God jesus the holy spirit all three are one all three are trinity but he comes as the prince because he's delegating like an ambassador the kingdom of heaven in your life listen the arrival of jesus is the missing piece the little baby born in a manger was sent to redeem us to have peace with god allows us to walk in the peace of god John chapter 16, verse 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have what? Come on, say it, help me. Tribulation. But take heart, I I have overcome the world. In other words, what the Republicans do, what the Democrats do, what the economy does, what happens with your job layoffs, I have overcome the world. In other words, there is something past this. Chaos doesn't have to run your life. We don't have to live under the fear of doubt or the or the toxic feelings of shame. We are not promised trouble-free days, but we are promised that peace overcomes the world. And Jesus' arrival, come on, listen, brings that peace. You don't have to live stressed out over every Christmas list that you see. Jesus rules over chaos By being all that we need. Listen, the devil is the author of confusion. And he wants us confused as a society. We don't know what's left. We don't know what's right. We don't know what's up. We don't know what's down. We don't know what the biblical family should look like. We don't know what it means to serve Jesus. We don't know. And he wants to come in and confuse it all. But Jesus brings peace. Peace. That passes all understanding. It's it's deeper. It's deeper. And so here's the deal. You don't have to live for the acceptance of others. You don't have to live, (coughs) excuse me, for that promotion to be important and feel validated. The Prince of Peace makes the difference. Jesus came to bring peace. Listen, that isn't temporary. Our goal is not that you come to church and feel better for about two hours our goal isn't that you come in and 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 you get to exchange kinda your hurt for his for his healing and then you leave but but actually there's a pivot there's a shift That happens in your life, and all of a sudden, the seed of peace begins to grow in your life. And all of a sudden, it comes into conflict with a lie, and then it begins to heal that lie, and peace begins to grow. That's how it grows in your life. Everything that God does spiritually starts as a seed, and it'll grow. There is no place or thing on this earth that can bring you peace. The arrival of Jesus is something that should capture our attention. It should receive the highest praise. The peace Jesus brings isn't to make us nice. Nice. Jolly. Come on, man. Come on up. Listen to what I'm saying. We can fra-la-la-la-la all day long. But at the end of it, you need, come on listen some peace that passes all understanding the peace Jesus brings isn't to make us nice it's to make us family like you got a home you're not abandoned you can be adopted you can be known real true and lasting peace isn't Is only found in the one who can meet the needs of every human heart you have needs you have longings it doesn't matter how awesome your parents were come on lock in for just a second your parents could have been wonderful or they could have been distant but it doesn't matter because God has an answer for the longing in our souls, the triggers, the moments, the, 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 the thoughts when we're by ourselves, in our car, all alone, and Jesus did a miracle. Storms were, he was in a boat with the disciples and the storms were coming and, and the disciples were scared. And he began to tell the storm peace be still the answer to the chaos in your life isn't for you to get better come on I want to talk to you a little self help people I love getting better I want to be more efficient I want to be more organized and less lazy I want to work hard hear what I'm saying I think those are all great attributes. But there is a peace that Jesus brings that makes, when you step into that, your mindset changes from, I will be someone if, to the stewardship of my gifts. Stewardship is okay. Starting at a deficit believing that I could be something that would impress people be known maybe I could be a better good good person maybe people would like me maybe I wouldn't resist so many people maybe they wouldn't push back from me and all I'm telling you is if you've tried if you're tired of making failed attempts to gain peace you can receive that peace today If you've come to the Christmas season and gotten all wrapped up in the calendar and the event and the schedule, and you may be gravitated to what is fake, then I want you to know today, listen, that His presence and His peace can rest on you. And I believe that no matter where you are, listen, and this is the key, because over the last 15 years It's been very hard for churches to preach about Christmas because we know people are in terrible situations Or good situations have great families have bad families and for a lot of us the experience of Christmas means a lot of different things But here's what I want to offer you. I don't want to offer you tokens that 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 touch your feelings I want you to offer peace that can pass all understanding know that no matter where I'm at I'm good No matter where I'm at, I haven't been abandoned. I haven't been left. I am good. And yes, I don't get to control all of my environments. And I may not be able to change my whole picture, but I can change the picture in my soul. Come on, somebody. I can change the picture in here because the baby that was born that arrived is the peace that I have been looking for. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.